welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. So worship went a bit longer today. Is anyone complaining? No. So I was meant to be preaching today. Oh, no one's so sorry. Um, so I just said to Justin afterwards, I said, all right, next week we've got this on church. I think we're going to have to rejig the roster. And it's all great. So um, I'm going to just share for maybe 10 minutes and then we're going to move on and I'm going to do something and I'm going to give the whole church some homework and then next week either Justin or I are going to preach. It's going to be awesome. Um, But I wanted to release before I started this word. So again, Justin referenced this last week, but last week was our first Sunday in the building. Our first service every year, we do a park, we do a picnic, we do something to gather the family, the church family. And then the second week, which was last week, we had worship together for the first time of the year and Justin spoke. And as he referenced last week, last year, Justin was meant to preach the first service last year. And uh, for those that were here, you know, he didn't preach. He wasn't even in the room. I was preaching and then he wasn't in the room for five months. And, um, you know, we went down that path, that journey, which was great. And last week as Justin was preaching, I'm sitting in the front row and I just felt like God just saying, um, I'm restoring everything. I am restoring everything. And, uh, you know, you hear Bill preach on restoration and God just doesn't restore a little bit or to the standard that it was, but he restores greater. He restores greater. And hearing Justin preach last week, it was a fantastic word and, you know, such revelation and it was really good. And just hearing him preach last week, it was just, God, I'm restoring everything. Last year was a tough year for us personally. Um, You know, marriage is stronger than it's ever been, but... Um, it was a hard year working through, you know, ADHD and all that. But God just said, I'm restoring. This year is the year of restoration. I just want to release that over everyone in here. God is restoring. He's restoring. He's a God who restores and not to the status quo, but he restores greater than what it was before. And um, so if you need that, just receive that and go, all right, God, you are restoring God. It's who you are. I'm receiving that. The year of 23, we are We as a church, God is restoring. We as a family, God is restoring. And he's doing the same for you. Um, And that's our God. That is who our God is. And I was ministering in Fresno, California with our missions team. And uh, I remember, you know, the pastor preached a word and he asked us all to give, um, you know, each of us to give out a prophetic word. And I remember I was last. And I gave a word to the... Sorry, I'm getting my wording in my head right. The pastor, the female pastor, not the pastor's wife, but the pastor who is a female. Thank you, Stephen. So I gave a word to the female pastor. And, um, and I gave that. And then I said, and I actually feel like I've got a word for the whole church. And I feel like God's restoring relationships. And as I was preparing for today and as I was sitting here last Sunday and then Hillary got up and she, and she shared and just relationships. And as I released this in the church, um, I was surprised about 60% of people stood up. When I need restoration in my family. I need restoration in my friends. I need restoration in my relationships. And I was shocked at the time thinking, oh, I didn't expect that to be the outcome. 
But God just brought such a spirit of restoration in the building that it released so many miracles. And people are there talking to family and friends and it just completely cut through in an instant. Because when God speaks in an instant, things happen and things change. When God says something, if God said this table's glass, instantly it turns glass. Because ah, what he says happens. And so I want to encourage you this year is a year of restoration. It's a year of relationships. It's a year of um, seeing things that were broken, restored. All right, here we go. When I was about 15 or 16, I um, had a New Year's resolution. I don't do them anymore. I'm not as good at this as Hillary is. But um, when I was 15, I had a New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution that year was to read my Bible every day. I don't know if you've done this one, but I did it at that age. And I had, I'm a pastor's kid. My dad's, my, my parents were the senior pastors here before Justin and I took over. But we had a guest speaker and he was at our house. And I remember saying, um, my year's resolution is to read my Bible every day. We're about two months in. He goes, ah, oh, everyone says that, but no one does it. Now, if you know my personality, you know that I am very stubborn. And if you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to prove you wrong. So that year, I read the Bible every day just to prove someone wrong. <laughs> ah, I was a bit immature to know, no, my heart actually matters when I read the Bible. And um, I, I did get a lot from it. And obviously, I just didn't do it, you know, just to prove someone wrong. It, it was a thought in the back of my head. But God did speak and he did show up and he did do that. But I remember that year reading it out of ticking a box. Yes, God is faithful. Yes, I loved him and I still do. Yes, I wanted to learn and grow and get to know the author and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, I was ticking a box. And I got to the very last day of the year and because it was New Year's Eve and that was when I was young and, and stayed up late. Don't do that anymore. Couldn't tell you the last time I stayed up past midnight for a New Year's Eve party. But back then I stayed up after midnight. I'm like, ah, oh, the final day I failed. I didn't read my Bible in that 24-hour period because I went to bed late and I always read it at bedtime. I'm like, ah. Oh. I count that as I still can, you know, teach the box because it was still before I went to sleep the next morning. And I just felt like last week when Justin was sharing... <laughs> We don't want to tick a box. We don't want to be people that ticks boxes. I pray for my kids every night. And um, every, uh, you know, I share a lot of the things that I pray over them with you guys. And, and one thing I pray regularly. So I don't pray everything I share. I don't pray every night. You know, I don't have a written out prayer every night. I just share things. Anyway, one of the things I, I've been praying a lot lately over them is that they will know the word and they'll know the author. They'll know the word and they'll know the author. Because it's one thing to know the word. The Pharisees knew the word. <laughs> they knew the word. The devil knows the word. <laughs> People know the word. I mean, my neighbours growing up, they read the Bible back to front every year, but they weren't Christian. They didn't know the author. They liked the book. They read it as a novel, but they never knew the author. And so every night, not every night, but a lot of the times I just pray, God, I declare that Jude, that Bella will be someone who knows the word and she'll know the author. She'll encounter the author, that she'll experience the author, that it will come alive as she reads it, that it will awaken in her as she reads it, that you'll speak to her through it. 
Some of the greatest words that God has ever given me for my life that I remember to this day is through the Word. I pray for something and then God answers through the Word. But the only way that happens is because we know the author. Otherwise, it's just a book. Otherwise, it's just another novel that we read and we tick a box. But when we know the author, it is alive and it speaks and it imparts and it answers and it gives direction and it gives correction. It gives guidance, it gives breakthrough, it brings peace and love and joy. But it only comes when we know the author. It only comes when we experience the author. John 5.39, you know the Scriptures because, sorry, you search the Scriptures because you think they'll give you eternal life. But the Scriptures just point to me. The Scriptures point to Jesus. The Word points to Jesus. Last night I had a dream and I don't remember any of the details of the dream except this one. And I was reminded as I was in Justin's office praying this morning, I was reminded of this dream this snippet of a dream last night. And I was telling someone, can't remember who, about, uh, um, about Chuck who's coming in, in um, March and how he, he walks around with his hands like this all the time. We did his um, elective when we were over there at college and he literally preached the whole time like this. He just had his hands out in front the whole time. And it was something that, you know, we talked about and I can't remember why he did it fully. I know snippets. I remember highlights that apply to my life. But he just did You watch him walk around. He just walks like this. Pardon? Yeah, he's hosting. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> he's walking around like this. And, and, and you'd probably look at him going, what, what, what's going on? It's like Jude. Jude at the moment, he wants to run super, super speed. Fast and Sonic runs like this. Do it. I am not doing it. And so Jude thinks that if he runs like this, he's going to be super fast. I said to Justin, I can't have him learning. That's how you run. He'll look like a silly kid in the car, in the ground, like playground at school, running with his hands like this. No, you run like this, buddy. Hands out in front. But Chuck, he walks around like this. And in my dream, I was explaining to the person, he walks around like this. He's hosting the presence. He's aware of the presence. He's aware of the author. He's aware of his Father God. That wherever he goes, he's consciously aware. I am a vessel. I am my Father's Son. And I am ready. And He is present and I am fully aware that I am hosting His presence. When we read the Bible, when we worship, when we come together, when we talk, when we fellowship, when we clean the house and live our day-to-day life, we need to be aware that we are hosting His presence. He is in us. (laughs) He is upon me for me and in me for others. Other way around. Thank you, Justin. I'm not great with sayings. (laughs) I am hosting his presence. So you see most times on a Sunday morning, if anyone prays, if anyone does anything, I put my hands out in front. 
because I want to be aware that he is here. I don't know about you, but my mind wanders. I read my Bible and my mind wanders. Why? It just does. I learnt my nana taught me. My nana's a prayer and missions pastor in Sydney. And I said, Nana, she prays for eight hours a day on a Monday for the church. And she's paid to do it. And I said, can I have your job? She goes, can you pray for eight hours? No, you can have your job. (laughs) So my mind wanders, Nana. It just wanders. Like I'll be praying and my mind wanders. And she goes, you know what I do? I then just start praying for the thing that my mind wandered to. And it's taught my brain now that it doesn't wander. It's on purpose for what God wants me to pray for. Like, yes. So I've applied that to my life. So this week, the other day, I was praying for Albert and Christy. We're going to pray for you in a second, Albert. Who are getting married this week. And I was praying for their marriage, for the day, but their life together. I was praying for God's presence. I was praying for a whole lot of stuff over Albert and Christy this week. Then I got a sense of, oh, I'm so grateful I'm invited. What a privilege to celebrate someone's wedding. I got God's heart in that moment for these guys. I got God's heart on who he sees them and what he's doing in them. So what turned out to be a if I'm honest, what am I going to wear to this wedding thought? (laughs) What am I going to do? Into, hang on, let's pray for these guys. What turned into a distraction or just an everyday thought then turns into an encounter of seeing them, how God sees them and praying for them. I'm driving, we're going to, I will come back. I'm driving my car to help Penny, wherever she's gone, to move house and I'm a task person. I've got every list going through my head. And, I'm pr- and so I'm thinking, all right, when I get there, I'm going to do this. I'm going to help there. I'm going to unpack the kitchen. I'm going to do, do, do. I'm going through it. Like, all right. God, I pray for Penny and JD and their kids. I pray for this house, that this house is going to be a hosting of your presence. They're going to see salvations happen in this house. They're going to see miracles. So you turn what you think is just distractions and thoughts into I'm with the Father because He's present and I'm hosting His presence into I'm declaring and I'm praying and I'm walking with Him and I'm speaking to Him and I'm ministering to Him. And the, the more aware that I am of the author, the more aware that I am that He is here, the easier it is to remember, I'm thinking about this person. Now I'm going to pray for this person. So Jesus, we pray for Albert and Christy. We thank you, God, for their marriage, their wedding this week, God. We thank you that your hand is all upon them, that you've gone before them and prepared this day for them, a celebration of unity and and coming together, God. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, that this day will be, yes, a great day of celebration. We thank you that your presence will be evident, that you are evident, that you are part of this day, God. We thank you for the marriage that's commencing, that this marriage is going to be firm, built upon a firm foundation, upon your love, upon the fruit of the Spirit. 
We thank you, God, for great communication, great time together, great intimacy with each other. We thank you, God, that they are going to be strong voice in this generation of healthy marriages. In Jesus' name. Why don't you just right now, I'm going to finish up in a minute. Why don't you just right now think of someone in this room? And you, you may not know name, you may not know, you can look around the room and right now in your mind, just start praying for them. Just start praying. Anyone in this room, if you don't know their name, God knows their name, just go, all right, God, I'm praying for this person. Just where you're at. So Jesus, we thank you that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So we thank you right now, God, for every prayer that was prayed, every declaration, every word over the lives of this building, we say yes to in agreement in Jesus' name. So last week, Justin spoke a fantastic, amazing message on um, panim, if I've said that right, panim, the Greek word. Hebrew. I was about to say that. I'm like, no, Old Testament, Hebrew. Panim, presence and face-to-face. And our verse and our, our theme for the year is at the table. And Justin shared about what that verse in Psalm 23 is all about is he prepares a table, but we're face-to-face. Panim. And I was thinking about this throughout the week. And I was thinking about, because, you know, in the presence of my enemies, the people, you know, that are out to get you, sorry, the enemy, devil, I'll explain that thought in a second, out to get you, you're face to face with Jesus, with the Father. You're face to face with the Father. And I was thinking about, all right, if I was sitting face to face with someone, one of my heroes or someone from the Bible, Habakkuk, if I was sitting face to face with Habakkuk, who I absolutely love, or Job, no, let's go, mm, all right, let's just start with one, Habakkuk. <laughs> if I was sitting face to face with Habakkuk, I won't care about what's on the table and I won't care about who's in the room because I want to talk to him. I've got so many questions and dialogue and, and things that I just want to go, hey, how did this work? What made you say that? What was going on there? What was happening in your life then? What? And I would go back and forth, not caring about the spread. And it could be the best spread in the world in front of me. And I tell you, I won't care because I care about what Habakkuk is going to talk to me about. And I was thinking about that on a literal sense. And then God says, I prepare a table. So A, the table's going to be far better than any table any human can do. And he's sitting face to face with us in the presence of our enemies. I'm not going to care about the enemies. I'm not going to care about the food. I care about the face to face. The face to face. Panim. This year is a face to face year. This year is an at-the-table, face-to-face with our Father God year. As a church, Echo Church, that's our theme. Our why, ho- why, what, how stays the same. Presence, health, influence, but our theme is face-to-face at the table. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about that a lot this year. I talked about Mephibosheth months ago. 
And I was thinking about this in the context of the table, which I don't think I said last time, is when Mephibosheth was, when David said, I'm going to restore everything to you, but I asked you, come and eat at my table. He didn't ask Mephibosheth to eat his table because Mephibosheth had no food or no servants to cook food. It had nothing to do with the food. It had everything to do with the face-to-face. Because Mephibosheth had food. He had servants. He didn't need a meal. He wasn't living on the streets. Everything was restored to a better standard, (laughs) to a better standard than when his family had the land. But David asked for face-to-face. He asked for connection. He asked for family. We're doing face-to-face this year. This week, I'm going to hand out some homework. And I'm going to start something up online. But do you know what's amazing? Is God is so in the detail. He's so in the fine print. He's so in every area and cares about every area of your life. So last Sunday morning, I had Dimitri come up to me. Sorry, Dimitri. I didn't ask permission. I'm just talking about you. You're up on stage. That's all good. (laughs) I had Dimitri come up to me and he goes, Lee. We've seen this car and this number plate many times. And it's God spelt in Russian. And so we'll drive into church this morning and we saw the car. So we followed them into the car park. <laughs> Dimitri and Alina stalking people. And they come in and they follow Jade and G's car in the car park. And um, they get out and they say, your number plate spells God in Russian. How cool is that? So it's God, two, three, five. It spells God in Russian. Anyway, Dimitri tells me, I'm like, that's awesome, Dimitri. A, I'm thinking that's great, that spells God. But B, I'm thinking, how great is it you actually took the time of day to go and tell Jade and G, your number plate spells God in Russian? Because it's all good to know things and keep it to yourself, but how much does it bless other people when you actually tell them? So I'm like, that's awesome. Well done, Dimitri. Adeline. Well done. Jade messages me that afternoon. I'm going to read the message. Where's my phone? I'm going to end on this thought. Yeah, Mitchy, jump up. Uh. Hang on a minute, sorry. There we go. Jay messages me Sunday afternoon. How cool is this? Adelina was driving behind us at church this morning and she said she was looking at our number plate, which is B-O-G, Um, And she said, that's Russian for God. So she said, how cool is that? Now we just need to find out the meaning of 235. Then when we left the morning, she messaged me and said, so I, Adelina, now I'm focusing on Adelina here, her and Dimitri say, your number plate spells God. But then she doesn't let that end. She then asks Holy Spirit, what does the 235 stand for? Like, talk about going the extra mile and caring for another Christian, another person. And asking Holy Spirit for a word for them. Um, sorry. Find the manager. Then when we left the morning, she messaged me and said, I just occurred to me that Psalm 23, 5, exactly the verse for 23 of our church. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Psalm 2, 3, 5. Now Jade and G see their number plate very differently. God is in the detail. 
and he cares so much. And we sit at the table face to face with him. And we sit at the table with each other. With each other. He prepares a table for you and for me. And I'm sorry to say, they're not millions of tables spread out, lone islands. We're together as a family. We receive as a family. We do life as a family. This year, the author is present. The author is available. The author is looking at your face. Waiting for us to fix our eyes back. Waiting for us to encounter him back, to say yes back. This year as we dive into this theme, let's be present, let's be aware, let's be intentional, let's be excited. Let's walk around with our hands out in front because we're hosting him. Because we're hosting him. Psalm 23, I felt was going to be my first sermon this year. And I felt like I wasn't meant to preach it, but you were. No, I'm not giving everyone the microphone, it's okay. But we do a thing as a church occasionally called SOAP. And here's what I'm actually going to ask of you. During COVID, God really said, I want you to dive in to read Ephesians as a church. And I had about 25 of us or so. We read a chapter a day and we all put in our comments in Messenger what God was sharing in that. It's a bit harder with everyone to do that. So I've got another idea. I'm asking for all of us this week to read Psalm 23. I've chosen three different translations, NIV, the Passion Translation and the Amplified Translation. And I'm asking everyone to read it this week, Psalm 23 and the three different translations. And when you read it, don't read it to tick a box because Lee asked me to. Read it with the intention of God, I'm doing this face to face with you. God, you speak through your word. God, I need to hear from you. God, I want to do this with you. God, reveal yourself through this chapter. What do you want to open up to me in this chapter? Do it with this in mind. And then what I'm going to ask you to do, for some people you like hard copies, so I've got them printed. Thank you, Prem. But I'm going to put on our church Facebook, I'm going to comment today, What did you receive from Psalm 23? And throughout this week, I'm going to ask you to put what you got in the comments below. We're going to open it up and read and share as a church what you got from this. It might be one word. It might be a verse. It might be something small you got out from it, a revelation you got from it, but something that God opened up 
to you in your life. Because it's one thing, Justin and I opening stuff up and other speakers sharing, but you need to hear God for yourself. And imagine this week, Echo Church, imagine this week, (laughs) all of us hearing the Lord from the same chapter, doing it together. And I guarantee you that we will hear of over 20 different things that God opens up because we're all on the journey and we're all different and individual. From the same book, the same chapter, the same words, God will open it up uniquely and different for all of us. And we're doing it together. And we're saying, yes, I'm sitting at the table. Yes, I'm face to face with my God. Yes, I'm in Echo Church and this is my home church and this is what we're doing. And I'm joining in. So that's what I'm asking this week. Intentionally hearing God speak through Psalm 23. Is that all right? Let's all stand. If you're not on our church Facebook page, it's a private group. I'll be up the back. Come and speak to me and I'll add you on. And I encourage you, A, put your, your comment, your thoughts down and B, read what God is sharing in other people's lives and what God is doing in other people's lives. Because it is powerful how God speaks and what God opens up to the person next to you. Because He is present So God, I thank you so much for Echo Church. Church, can you just picture God or Jesus, the Holy Spirit in front of you? And you thank Him yourself. You thank Him for this year. You thank Him that He's present. You thank Him for the love that He's poured upon you, for the mercy that He's shown you, for the freedom that He's gifted you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We love you, God. We love you, God. In Jesus' name.